0: Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode.
1: This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of April 25th, 2022, Season 4, Episode 16, we talk about Van Halen tribute concert details being confirmed by Joe Satriani after Jason Newstead reveals plans for a tour. The first posthumous recordings of Taylor Hawkins surface this week on a Johnny Winter tribute album, Slipknot unveiling their new digital sandbox for their fans called not Plus, this week in music history, trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. Make sure you check us out at rocknewsweekly.com and follow us on Twitch to get notified when we go live, usually every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, what's up? It's time for the Rock News Weekly podcast. Chris here with Lalo and Charles. What's up, guys? hey Hey Lots of things to talk about this week, so let's get to it. Let's bring up the prep site. What do we got in store for you this week? All right, well, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but there was some Van Halen tribute concert details that were revealed this week. They were confirmed by Joe Satriani after Jason Newstead revealed them in a new interview. So we'll talk about what all that means and what it's all about. The first posthumous recordings of Taylor Hawkins surfaced this week on a Johnny Winter tribute album. So it's the first recording from Taylor Hawkins since he passed away. Okay. Oh, um, Slipknot unveils their new digital sandbox for their fans. It's called Knotverse. So we'll talk about what all that means and what it's all about. Nice. Plus, this week in music history trivia, weekly WTF, all that good stuff. Everything's up at, uh, of course, rocknewsweekly.com. Check it all out. For $3.99 a month, you guys can access our crazy commercials, our exclusive interviews with all kinds of people. So check it out, anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. We appreciate all of your guys' support. Uh, We're also on Google Podcasts, Amazon Audible, all that good stuff. Spotify, we're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Follow us on Twitch. Get notified when we go
2: live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. We're on YouTube as well. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock rocknewsweekly. You know, know, for $3.99, you could subscribe and get all this awesome content but for free 99, you can watch this Twitch right now. That's exactly terrible. true. That That's is terrible. That is <laughs> terrible, and that is exactly true. I apologize true. on his behalf, that was... Uh, that was
1: really good, really good. Uh, all right, free 22nd Dave. of April, we got some new albums out today.
0: Baby Dave!
1: Uh, from Baby Dave! Baby Dave! But he's got, got, got the album brain. Monkey Brain. Baby
2: Dave, you got a monkey brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Bonnie Raitt, uh, Bowling for Soup, I'm Fontaine's I'm DC. Great guitar. catchy jane inc king gizzard and the lizard wizard okay oh. psychedelic porn crumpets another great <laughs> that one. another great band name yeah uh, s carrie and then also coming up on the 29th of april Whoa. we have new stuff from action bro ooh, okay block party corb lund frog eyes oh guys front person oh. girl pool oh.
2: julie and danny julie and
1: danny keilani kelly lee owens melody's echo chamber miranda lambert rammstein has got a new album. Oh. That's a dope name. Uh, a Steven Lomke, The Head and the Heart. Tom Berlin, Toro Moi, and Willie Nelson all have new albums oh. out.
2: All right. All right, Willie. Willie, yeah. Willie. So there you go. Surely Check that all out. Down, uh, shoot, ocean. I forgot to
1: resize that. Uh, week's Billboard Charts, same as last week, honestly. Whoa. There's hardly any movement at all. Mm. Ghost moved up one spot. Um, and there was a couple shifting here, but hard, hardly any movement at all. Just kind of staying stagnant. Yeah. Uh, tour to news this week, though. We have a 40th anniversary tour for Anthrax. Wow, it was announced. That is a good poster. Yeah. Th- look at that poster. That is that killer, right? That is dope. Right? Black Label Society. Hate Breed on there as well. Uh, Sacramento on July 30th. They're going to be at Heart Health Park. Okay, okay. For this one. And I was interested. It's not Discovery Park. And it's, it's the soccer field. It's the, um... It's the stadium where they have the soccer games and stuff. All right. Uh, on the campus of some
2: school in Sacramento. I you don't know, know there That's was one cool. year we went to aftershock and it wasn't at Discovery Park. Do you remember that? Mm. Where 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 was it? You remember that, right? In the early years, like 2013, yeah. 2014.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly where that was, but it could have mm. been that park. It's been renamed recently, so it I don't know if be. it was the original one. But anyway, so there you go. That's what's happening with Anthrax, Black Label Society, all that good stuff. That's cool. Uh, There was some reshifting of the personnel in Lamb of God as they had to get Mark Hunter and Matt Heafy uh, from Trivium to fill in for an ailing Randy Blythe. Randy Mm. Blythe, the lead singer here, uh, got COVID. Apparently six days into the band's tour,
2: got COVID. And so now
1: now he's out. So Hunter Trivium's Matt Heafy and Anders Frieden of In Flames sang lead vocals during the band show just this past Tuesday in Grand Rapids in Michigan. Um, Mark Hunter is the lead singer of Chimera. He's a really good singer, and so that, that's cool that they were able to fill yeah. in for him like that, and that's always got to be pretty I mean imagine being another band asking at a drop of a hat to hey can you fill in for Lamb of God and start singing these songs oh yeah uh, for us tonight on a stage in front of 10,000 people yeah so uh, uh, good good for them for stepping up to do that
3: I, I feel like, oh sorry Lalo go ahead I like that the guy like second to last on the left is just actually God <laughs> Look he's Gandalf yeah
2: that's like the
3: spitting image of Zeus He's like
2: I come down from high <laughs> it looks like the light shining on, on him as
1: well men. it's he's like missing the light the, the light is shining the brightest on, yeah, him out of all the members in the band,
3: and he does not fit in with these. I, I know he, he
1: looks very uh, like not part of out the out group,
3: of, right? the band
2: is called just Lamb on. of God. He's God, yeah, he's the so one. it's he's his like, lamb, like, yeah, he's like one of these. He's bad the bad lamb owners, sacrifice uh, their the son tonight. Okay, All right, I, all right, I all right, so all right. what I like I about that picture is if you cruise back up real quick, Chris, yes, I like that. That the dude all the way to our left, he's the only one that didn't get the assignment. <laughs> the rest of them are just like make an angry face, and that that dude just like, hmm. mm. so hmm. like he's just gonna smile no matter like what. Slime. And if it were me, and I was like in a hardcore band like this, I would do the same thing. Like they're like look tough, and I'd be like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. give a goofy <laughs> face.
2: <laughs> yeah, come on, Charles. All right, this was the rock news
1: uh, of the week. That was a very big story. Oh. Uh, Joe Satriani. We were talking about him last week. Uh, you guys saw a solo tour with him, right? Yeah, we.
3: Yeah, I we, think we met him. Yeah, you yeah, got to meet
1: him, him. Do a meet and greet. He was a yeah, really cool guy, right? Sign stuff. He's great. Down to earth. Really cool guy. Uh, he basically had to come out and talk about this whole situation because <laughs> the guy in the middle there, Jason Newstead. Gave an interview last week. If you guys remember, we kind of touched on it briefly, but it really wasn't a big story at the time. He was talking about how there was going to be a Van Halen tribute concert of some kind, right? And he started divulging all these details, like very specific details. Oh, wow. And so Joe Satriani had to confirm the recent revelation that he was being tapped for possible inclusion in an upcoming Van Halen reunion. Jason Newstead named him. He said, Joe Satriani is going to be involved, blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, wow. So Joe, Sa- Joe Satriani yeah. And Joe is yeah, like, dude, totally OK, well, him. now he's got to set the record straight. Right. Yeah. So Ultimate Classic Rock transcribed some of his chat with Rock of Nations and another podcast he was on. Um, so he, uh, this is what he said about it. He said, quote, I've been talking with Alex and Dave for about a year about doing something, a tour, something like that. This was going to be a tribute to Eddie Van Halen and the Van Halen legacy. For me, it was a terrifying prospect of doing something like that. But I realized it was something that would be a real labor of love for me.
2: Yeah, I was
1: capable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It, it, out of all the guitarists, him, Steve Vai, a couple others I, I could think of that could pull it off, right? Yeah. He says, I was just so honored to take on the challenge. Satriani admitted, though, that the players behind the still unannounced project were a bit put out by Jason Newstead's coming out and divulging plans that either didn't include him or were far from being a done deal. Mm. He says these things are always happening in the music industry, and you're supposed to keep very quiet quiet about it because sometimes they don't work out. There's usually about 10 crazy ideas that float around, and musicians are always like, okay, I won't say anything about this because it may not work out. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings, disrupt the business plans. So yeah, we were all pretty shocked that Jason wanted to go public with it because we were all sworn to silence. Yeah. So by Jason Newstead breaking that kind of vow, it put
2: everything in a tailspin. You know, you know what, Jason Newstead, honestly, this this must be tough for him because he poor was like, dude. He was muted out of like basically all of injustice for all like and like now he's uh now he's being muted again I know it's kind <laughs> now of they're subduing him like they're they're kind of blaming
1: him and I, maybe he is to blame <laughs> in a lot of ways but at the same time I feel I I, I I hear what you're saying I feel bad for the guy
2: yeah he's just like come <clears throat> on again I just want to be
1: heard Joe Satriani revealed that the concerts were being constructed as covering the entire van Halen catalog it says the thought of representing all the eras of van Halen that's pretty daunting just from a guitar player's point of view. Eddie progressed remarkably as a player and as an inventor. And those two things, they kind of went together from Van Halen 1 all the way to the last album. And when you sit down to actually learn it and pull it off, you go, wow, dude, not only do I need talent, but I need certain gear because certain things won't work unless you got this amp and it's doing this certain thing. Mm. So that's also another thing to deal with. He said, it's very complicated. And all I can really say about it is that if it does happen, I know we'll make it the greatest thing ever for the fans and we'll all celebrate together. Not only the great Eddie Van Halen, but the legacy the band created, the amount of music and the goodwill and the good vibes they created as
2: a band. Mm, all cool. right. Yeah, that's cool. And, I got to love Satriani. And um, Jason yep. Newstead, too, is he's actually a. a, a I, I know people who know him and he's uh, I guess he's like a really fucking nice guy. He is like a super down to earth,
1: super nice dude. So the last thing on this was David Lee Roth chimed in. Oh, so yeah. He saw
2: all this stuff
1: going on online. Uh, They asked him about it, and Diamond Dave said this. He said, quote, In my mind, Van Halen 4R in the age of COVID is going to require two of us for every position. Satriani and Steve Lukather, Michael Anthony and Jason Newstead, Alex Van Halen or Tommy Lee. Probably the only one who could do my job today would be Pink
2: oh okay that's
1: who he says that will be the other vocalist i don't know if i agree with that but that's diamond dave's yeah, take on it
2: I, I, uh,
1: I can't really see pink singing van halen songs but i don't know yeah um that's what diamond dave says so all right uh we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with a lot of van halen stuff uh kind of crazy uh we'll just see how how it all pans out all right so check this out here's a picture of taylor hawkins and uh, edgar winter They were in the studio together to honor Edgar Winters' brother, the late Johnny Winters. He passed away recently, and they're covering some of his songs that he did, right? And so this is one of the last recordings that actually Taylor Hawkins was a part of. He actually recorded vocals to a track. Oh, really? It's not a drum track. It's... It's actually Taylor Hawkins' vocals oh, that, are, okay. that are on this track. And it's the uh, Johnny Winter's track, Guess I'll Go, Go Away, which is part of the newly released Brother Johnny tribute collection. Uh, so Edgar was talking about this whole situation, and he says, uh, he said, quote, I just want to get out there and rock, and Rocky did. It's a song about the lure of sex, the danger of drugs, and the love of rock and roll. Johnny wrote it around the time of his first rehab, and it expresses feelings about... Almost everyone I know has been through in one way or another. I would guess, like all musicians, Taylor couldn't help but identify with it. Yeah. He went on to say, all I know is he put his whole heart and soul into it, and I'm so sad that I never found a way to thank him properly, as he so deeply and profoundly deserved. The name of the song is Guess I'll Go Away. Now both Johnny and Taylor have gone away. No one can know, but we – or excuse me. Johnny and Taylor have gone away. No one can know, but – which we all one day must travel. Hmm. Although I know Johnny has departed this world, I still think of and speak to him every day and will now see Taylor's face alongside his. Okay. Other artists on this album, Billy Gibbons, Warren Haynes, Joe Walsh, Ringo Starr, Michael oh. McDonald, Derek Trucks, Joe Bonamassa, Phil X, David Grissom, and Bobby Rush. Wow. That's a pretty stacked lineup on oh, this. Oh, yeah, um, that's impressive. Uh, recording. That is impressive. Uh, so Taylor Hawkins doing vocals on that. That's going <laughs> to be his first recording. Uh, ever since he passed away. Okay, Taylor
2: Hawkins with the Chris Cornell know, shirt. Just it's, just, it's, it's just sad. It's super sad, right? But and then the, the name of the track is Guess I'll
1: Go Away. Yeah. Aww. I mean, and it was about his addiction to drugs, and that's pretty wild. All right, so let's move on to some more rock news this week, though. Uh, look at Kirk Hammett. Nervous but proud of his solo album, hmm. which just came out on uh, actually um, April 23rd. That's today. Uh, Well, wait, wait
2: 22nd. Mm, yeah yeah uh, that's that's yeah, a typo uh,
1: yeah. uh hammett told the mercury news about how the different process in releasing a solo set rather than back by the machine surrounding the band he says usually when there's an album release it's the four of us in metallica we all have each other's backs we're all supporting each other because it's kind of a nerve-wracking sort of emotional mental thing usually during this time we have each other to talk about it and but now that i have a solo album out I'm the only guy who hears the whole burden of all that yeah, yeah he went on to reveal I said to James this is weird I have an album release and usually I have you other three guys but it's just me and it makes me feel insecure and nervous and James only had one reply he said this is a growth and learning experience for you bro, bro. he went on Wah. to explain as far as how everyone in Metallica feels about it they have the full support of the band and management It's a great thing because it wasn't always like that, and that's been well documented. But there are things that are different now, and thank God. Oh, okay. I've listened to some of it. So he says that he was really into prog rock, and he started going to the Yes catalog, Jethro Tull catalog, and uh, delving into all of that nice and he's also doing a uh, horror festival panel oh nice
2: we went to the uh, festival festival that was great uh, a I, couple yeah, years back festival. yeah that it was, was really great. cool Lola, I'll show you I'll show you pictures of it it was awesome oh yeah I bet James Hetfield is like Kirk I'm God. real proud of you <laughs> going so low yeah it's in, happening
1: in L.A. It's called Midsummer Scream, and it's got, like, the kids of Boris Karloff, oh. Bella Lugosi, and Victoria Price, the daughter of Vincent Price. Oh, nice. Um, so the kids of all those families, they're called the uh, Original Monster Kids panel, and uh, Kirk Hammett's going to be moderating that. So, Oh, Kirk is a huge fan of anything yeah, uh, old-school awesome. horror genre. So check that out, MidsummerScream.org. Nice. Uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 just beat cancer and he says he's feeling great, ready to make some new music. Cool. says he plans to get back in the studio. Uh, He didn't mention a date or a band, so people are speculating if it's Blink-182 or a solo project. Yeah. I'm guessing it's Blink-182 because I heard some rumors that Travis Barker's trying to get those
2: guys back together Oh yeah, uh, and do a big, big tour. To play the exact same songs. Over and over yeah. again. Over and over <laughs> <Yep>. again. <laughs> but, hey, he beat
1: cancer, and he should go on a victory Not lap heck tour. Heck yeah, so, dude. So all, go for it. Yep,
2: all props. I love that. I love his Wagonathon shirt. I know, right? It was very, like, the child Call, of Call of Cthulhu yeah. kind of uh, HP
1: Lovecraft shirt there. All right, uh, so this was big news this week. Uh, Knotverse. So Mm. this is the new digital sandbox that Slipknot has created, uh, this new Metaverse thing. It's a Web3 home, and it's their hub for NFTs, gaming, lifestyle, concerts, and all things Slipknot. Okay. So uh, basically, they want to offer visual art to fans. They said, quote, all we could do together was play the game, but little ideas like that are not only possible now, they barely scratch the surface. We're listening. We're watching. We're gonna we're gonna be out there with our fans, leading us. And if you don't understand or you're worried, know that we'll bring our fans along. We're in this. Uh, we're getting in this for all of us, with all of us. And we can't wait to you uh, for you to see what we have coming up. All right, that's cool. Notverse.io, if you guys want to check that out. That's super it's a, cool. They They're yeah. Playing Quake in
3: 1999. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
1: They're doing a lot of cool stuff. It's, yeah. When I started playing Quake in, li- in online in 99 and Minecraft in 2011. It was another level, but at the time, I couldn't have Sid scratching next to me, so now they can do all that stuff. That's cool. So the technology is finally here, right? All right. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Notverse.io, so check it out, guys. Okay. Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. Oh. Ooh. He is hopeful for some new music and road dates. and oh, okay. so He says in this new quote, uh, check it out. He says, quote, you never know. You just never know. But what I would love to see, I'd love to see us record a couple tracks this year. You know, even if it's two or three tracks, two tracks, I
2: don't know. I feel two is nice. I think people can take two, like two aspirin.
1: So there you oh,
2: go. Oh, okay. That's oh. a random flurry of thoughts. No, it is. Just kind of thrown out. That's like what LSD Betty. does to you. That's what LSD a you. facial reconstruction yep. uh, does to you.
3: No disrespect to Perry Farrell, but like in this picture, his entire his like body composition just looks. like
2: Oh, <laughs> it does. Yeah. I don't know
3: what it is. I think it's mainly his face. It,
2: he's got like a he's he's got like a, a a fairly reconstructed face and eyes that look like have been kind of uh, sprinkled with Instagram magic, and his oh, body yeah. looks like the body of Michael Stipe, circle, circa 1994. <laughs> he's
3: like constantly got a filter on. Yeah just like built into his facial tissue
2: yeah. yeah it's kind of he looks true. like a character from a uh, nightmare before christmas oh. <laughs> <laughs> poor perry sorry, i love perry. you i love you perry actually like i'm a huge jane's addiction fan i'm so i like the fact that i'm making fun of perry Farrell. is just it's just part of me <laughs> sorry. sorry perry send me a guitar my bad perry so yeah
1: check him out he's gonna be uh on the road there jane's addiction is doing a bunch of dates this year and they're gonna get back in the studio so Giddy lee uh Geddy lee re- recalling neil peart uh keeping his illness a secret in a new interview kind of divulging how tough it was for him to do that yeah uh, he admitted how hard it was to hold his emotions in check while keeping that cancer diagnosis of uh, neil peart a secret he talked about it he said basically that was hard i can't tell you it was easy because it was not and it was ongoing He was giving 18 months at the most, and it went on three and a half years. It was a constant flow of us going to see him and giving support. What his family had to live through was really difficult. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of back and forth, and when you're in that state, it's very hard to function normally because you can't talk about it to anybody, and there's no one supposed to know. And so people hear rumblings, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And on one hand, it feels dishonest, but on the other hand, you're being loyal to your friends, so F the dishonesty part, that wins. Yeah. So I, I kind of agree with him there that he just had to, you know, fans are being like, well, you were dishonest with us. Well, he wanted it to be that way, and he's my friend, so... Oh, yeah. That kind of trumps yeah, that, right? Respect his privacy and... Do what he asks, like, absolutely, 100%. There was a funny story story that they did share, though. Look at this. Alex Lifeson recalling a disastrous stoned Rush rehearsal. No. So, yeah, apparently they they were not drug guys. Like, they were a very clean and sober band, right? Yeah. So Alex Lifeson said that drugs and Rush never led to particularly good music, so they asked about this new – so he's in a band. We talked about it, Envy of None. It was a female lead singer a couple weeks back, right? Alex Lifeson doing that. So they're talking about it, they, but of course the interviewer is asking about some Glory Day stuff from Rush. And they wouldn't even drink, not even a beer during the drum solo, he says. "Quote: It was so hard to play, we were very disciplined when it came to shows, not even a beer during the drum solo. I smoked a joint before a rehearsal once, and we jammed for about 20 minutes like psychedelic surf music, and it was so great. But he went on to say, I was having such a great time, and then it was like, okay, let's do the show now. We started playing and it was like everything sounded crazy and my hands wouldn't speak to my brain. Getty kept looking over at me like, what the hell's going on with you here? We were making mistake after mistake. I couldn't wait for it to be over, but I learned a very important lesson. Don't smoke a joint before a gig. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. So with a band like Rush that especially, sense. right? Like they're just very technical. Yeah. I don't think you can pull that off. Right?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean honestly i've so some of the some of the greatest uh i mean from some of the greatest performances i've ever seen are done by musicians that you can absolutely tell that they're like 100 percent sober yep and some some of my favorite bands i've gone to see them when they're toasted and they sound like garbage yep and i and i and they're just it's it is kind of disappointing right you almost feel like you just kind of got robbed because they're, they're up there having the time of their life, but they don't understand that they sound like total shit. Right. And it's just it's just taken away from the music. But Very true. Yep. But yeah, I mean, smoking it, if you don't really smoke a whole lot, and then you smoke a joint, and then try to do something that huge, oh, that's that's crazy. Yep. I hear you. All right, so let's get to some
1: birthdays. <gasps> we, I forget, we have a transition for this. Me, yeah. I think we do. I think we do. Yes. All right, let's get to it. Rock birthdays. We're going to be getting to those for you guys this week. Rock birthdays of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to it. Rock
0: birthdays, Charles.
1: Rock birthdays of the week. Take Ooh. it away. <laughs>
0: <Good
2: for you. laughs> oh, Robert Smith. We we're just talking about oh, him last night. Oh, Robert Smith. The Spider-Man, the Spider-Man. What were you guys talking about, Robert tonight. Smith? Um, oh, Lalo had his hair like he was in boxing <laughs> and and, uh, uh, and he he put his hair up in a, a scrunchie so that he could so it wasn't flopping in front of his face. You can see he's got like a lot of hair in front of his face mm-hmm. and then uh, and when he took the scrunchie out he looked like uh, Robert Smith looked like, Smith. Look Smith like, looked like Smith. that. Yeah, but I said it was like a mix of Robert Smith and Sideshow Bob. Ah, the and then we started talking about Kelsey Grammar. That's how. No, we were talking about uh, Punky Bru- Punky Brewster. Punky <laughs> Brewster. <laughs> Punky yeah, Brewster. and then it became Punky Brewster, a- sideshow, Bob, uh, Kelsey Grammar. No, it wasn't Kelsey. And it Robert Smith. Robert Laura, Smith. Laura Lockley. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Her name? Laura Lockley. Laura Lockley. I, I can't remember. The
3: lady who inspired Punky Brewster. No, no, no. Know. Cindy lopper Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Oh, 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 Laura Cindy Cindy Lockley.
2: I sounded the same. <laughs> Laura Lockley. Uh, Robert Smith. You know what? You know what's uh, the one thing about Robert Smith, though? Because today's Friday. Do you know? That, that, Friday, that, I'm in love. Yep, he's in love today. Yeah, he's in love just today, though. He is though. 63 years old. Robert Smith. God, I love you. I love The Cure. Like, I'm a big fan of The Cure. Um, Robert Smith. I, God, I get it, man. Just, you don't have to keep rocking the look. <laughs> it's it, Right now, you're kind of like, you're kind of. not working the yeah just kind of retire that yeah it's you're looking like a tommy was joker uh, yeah so, it looks a little jokerish yeah, yeah yeah but i love you dude you're you're amazing oh peter frampton God, i love peter frampton hey, dude he's just yeah he's so cool man he's just you, go. hey. i got this necklace with a ring on it yeah hey. that's, that's my wedding ring i refuse it to wear it on my finger wait What's this wedding ring on my finger? That's my other <laughs> That's My other wife. wedding ring. Uh, he is 72 years young. I actually thought he was older than 72. Uh, but he's he's an, he's amazing, amazing guitarist, just amazing musician altogether. He's he's awesome. He's looking like, I don't know, he's looking like he's had a couple of beers in this picture. Poss- possibly. He's he's not following the advice of Neil Peart and uh Getty Lee. Oh, he's got a mug like, of like. Hot chocolate or something it's, over there. What, <laughs> what is that? Maybe that's a. Um, that's how he gets down. I don't know. Oh yeah. He's like, out. oh, I'm gonna get a little wild. I'm gonna do a little chili in my yeah. chocolate. Give me some hot chocolate. Give me some hot chocolate with a little spicy chili. Get this crowd going. Peter Frampton. Do you feel? Uh, Paul Karak. Paul Karak. <laughs> a singer and a uh, keyboardist of Ace Squeeze. Uh, Mike and the mechanics. Uh he is seventy one years young and look at that guitar. As bad as holy guitar, shit. Right? My uh my buddy um at work, Drew Hart, would probably go Totally bananas over this gar, uh, guitar right that's here. That's a beautiful epiphone. That's gorgeous. Look at that, man. That's really cool. Oh my god, look at the look at the uh the graphics on the headstock yeah, and nice inlay that the, looks like oh abalone. My god, that's amazing. Nice gold tuners. I'm jealous. Like Can you send body. that to me? Because I said your name right. I'm uh, the first person in the history of your life to say your name right. Yeah. Paul 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 crack, crack. Just announcing Paul Paul crack. crack. Really, really. Doug Cosmo. It's Cosmo, Doug Cosmo, Clifford. Drummer, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival and Creedence Clearwater Revisited and Creed uh, Clearwater Water Clear Revisited (laughs) and Creedence Water Clear Clearance (laughs) Uh, Revisited on Clearance. Uh, He's 71? 77. 77. He's He's 77. Whatever. And he's in four different bands that have the word clear and no. water all right we got some trivia so let's mm-hmm.
1: get to it we got our trivia time oh let's do it yes
3: This week
1: in rock and roll history
3: trivia
2: <laughs>
1: it is a question oh, i right? love it i love that it, is, it. Yeah. all right it. Oh, God. That is oh, too, much. This too, much. Is too week. much for it to
0: have
2: oh in. no we're, we don't have we don't have any um uh, chatters Nope, nobody
1: here tonight. It's okay. We nobody. got five viewers, but nobody chatting. It's all good. Nobody.
0: but You, uh, you better fucking
1: answer some <laughs> trivia questions. Yeah, you fucking jerks.
0: Better, you All right. Jerks. i peer pressure you. Would yeah, please don't,
2: <laughs> please don't leave. Please don't leave because we called you jerks.
1: This week. I'm sorry. We got a trivia question here. The drummer from this band saves the life of a teenage surfer caught in a riptide. Who was it? Was it A. The Grateful Dead, B. Black Flag, C. Rush, oh. or D. Cocaine Crosby's Surfing and Snorting Boogaloo Band? Oh, okay.
2: Could have been them. Uh, you know what? Uh, actually, uh, this is I, I. This is where um. Uh, the time doesn't work though. I was gonna say this is where Phil Collins stole that the lyrics from the song. You know, well, you told me you were drowning. Oh, yeah. I did not let Yeah,
1: so he wouldn't end. saved his life. He uh, know, yeah. He just watched.
2: He well, just no, committed he murder. Was there. Yeah, so he was Collins, just watching. He was there. So
1: he just committed murder. He
2: was He was just watching and thinking about uh, how he was going to write the, the ah. soundtrack to Tarzan. <laughs> and right. uh, and Cocaine Crosby surfing and snorting Boogaloo band, uh, the drummer from that one, who actually happens to also be David Crosby. Um, he's the drummer for that band. He's the drummer for that band. Really? He just laced himself up with like all kinds of Vaseline, and just slid down that beachfront. Oh, wow! Grabbed the surfer, I can see that, and then just like shot himself up into the air, and his giant mustache just did like helicopter, and he came back and wow. deposited him on the on the uh, the beach. I don't think that's true at all. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Black Flag.
3: Black Flag. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drummer from Black Flag. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Lalo? Okay, as soon as I saw Riptide, I could have made like a Black Flag, like kind of like pirate pun. But I'm that not is finna. true. I'm, not I'm gonna go with Cocaine Crosby surfing and snorting boogaloo. Okay, Cocaine
1: Crosby. We got mm-hmm. Black Flag. Okay, anybody in the chat? Nobody in the chat. All right, what do we think? All right, it is actually Grateful Dead drummer Bill Kreutzman. What? That's right. This week in 1993, authorities in Fort Bluff, California, credited Grateful Dead drummer Bill Kreutzman. Was saving the life of a teenage surfer caught in a tide. oh okay he's actually a surfing dude he's and he lives in Hawaii now oh Bill, he does Bill Kreutzmann. so oh, he's that's a cool yeah, a surfing guy nice there you go
2: that's two years before I saw them at the Oakland Coliseum
1: yeah right oh you he's, saw him? yeah you saw him in 91 huh
2: 95
1: 95 oh yeah that's yep. right 95 that last tour man
2: yeah yeah I a... I did it was it was just only before maybe Jerry a died. matter of months before Jerry died yeah, yeah that's wild my very first concert
1: all right, so we got some more trivia guys. <gasps> this week
3: I saw the first option.
1: <laughs> in 2001, the guitarist for this band is arrested at Heathrow Airport. Ooh. following an air rage incident on a flight from Seattle to London. he's charged with allegedly assaulting two crew members in the plane's first class section by spraying <laughs> them with yogurt. Yes This is true. He is eventually cleared of the charges. Who was it? Or what band was oh, it?
2: Oh,
0: man. Okay.
1: Was it A, Puddle of Mud? Uh, B, uh, uh, the Mars Volta? <laughs> C, REM? Or was it D, David Crosby's high-flying cocaine jug band? Oh,
2: I love that jug band. It's a very short-lived a band. I love um, that jug band. But they were a pretty darn good jug band as far as jug bands go. And when, when, when David Crosby would blow on the jug... Because he has the giant Wilford Brimley mustache, mm-hmm. it just gave it like a nice kind of tenor. <laughs> right. It was it was wonderful. That's awesome. Like you couldn't get that pitch without that mustache. Okay. Um. All right. So this is what so funny. Think? I want to fight somebody and spray them with yogurt. <laughs> I know. What a odd thing. What a what a weird. What thing. an odd thing to. And here's the thing. Charged with. It doesn't actually say anything about where the yogurt came from. <laughs> So just, that is he, a very good point.
3: Or how he sprayed it. Yeah. Like, did he just, like, kind of, like, open up a little container and just kind of, like, clump yeah, it Yeah, I don't it know. Like, it's hard actual... to spray yogurt. He
2: was from that dude in Silence of the Lambs in the prison cell. And he's, <laughs> he just goes like that with just yogurt. Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. So, like, I do this. I, I always carry sand around in my pocket just <laughs> in case I get into a fight. So I can just, like, throw of course, it. Yeah. yeah, like an I old
1: 1920s uh, brawler.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always got just like a pocket just full a of pocket sand. Just a pocket full of sand wherever you go. Um, I'm gonna go honestly, just because it just sounds like it, 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 it fits the puddle of mud. Was... It just, it sounds like it fits. Okay. Even without any prior knowledge of like the
3: personality of the lead singer of Puddle of Mud, just based off of hearing like three of their songs, <laughs> I have to assume that he's the type of person that yeah. would do this. Yeah. So I'm going with Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud hard. as well, huh? Yeah. All right,
1: both that. both in on Puddle of Mud, huh? She, hey, well, please. it's actually what? our REM oh. guitarist. Oh, that dude, Peter Buck. That's right. He's arrested at Heathrow Airport this week in 2001 following an air rage incident from flight uh, Seattle London. Charged with allegedly assaulting two crew members in the plane's first class section, eventually cleared to the charges. Here's uh, here's a picture of him coming out of the jury area or oh, okay. the whatever court. Right. He looks like he look killed somebody. Look at Kenneth. Somebody, like, the night before, I know he does and, like, look like serial killer. He's like
2: happy that this is what look, he got caught for. Look at Kenneth behind him. He's like yeah. I just I, <laughs> I helped this guy get off these charges. Yeah, you exactly. owe me so much money. You owe me so much money. Look at both of our super. Stripes. So look, it, it says.
1: <laughs> REM guitarist Peter Buck yesterday thanked a jury, which cleared him of going on a drunken rampage yeah. aboard a British Airways plane in which he sprayed flight attendants with the contents of a pot a of pot. yogurt. A pot? A pot of yogurt. Who that fucking carries lessons... around
2: a pot of yogurt? A pot on a plane. The, the band's singer,
1: springing. Michael Stipe, and Buck's wife, Stephanie, burst into tears as the jury cleared him of a charge of being drunk on an aircraft last April, two counts of common assault, one charge of damaging flight gear, After the verdict, Buck shook hands with the junior prosecuting counsel and told him I'm sorry about this whole situation. He did not deny his behavior, but claimed a Zolpidin sleeping pill? reacted violently with alcohol turning him into a quote non insane
2: automaton. Oh, that is I love that's the dopest band name ever. Non insane automaton is such a dope band name. <laughs> right? You know Michael Stipe, uh, it said that he was crying. Yeah. I bet after he cried, he immediately needed an IV. Just just uh loosening some of those fluids from his face. If you guys don't know Michael Stipe, always looks like he's dying of some disease. Um Poor he Michael. always looks like it, especially back then. Um, I think that this dude does look like a serial killer, and that he does things with yogurt that we don't even want oh, to. He just time. looks
1: like a straight up like alcoholic, it like one of those like dudes that just like gets drunk at like fucking you know eleven a.m. Oh, yeah. You know, in his car by himself, and sits in a drive-through of a fast food
2: restaurant and, and drinks vodka straight with a pot I mean? of yogurt. With a pa- a pod, apparently a apparently, pot of yogurt. Yeah, a pot of yogurt. That's the thing that he found at the end so of the rainbow. So there you go. Way to go, Peter Buck. Way to go, Peter Buck. Okay, check this out. I thought this was hilarious. So do you know who this guy is, guys, just off of the photos here? Um, yes, I do know who that is. I cannot. It's John it's Otto. It's Limp
1: Biscuits, John Otto. Oh. So it's the bass player from Limp Biscuit, and he is on a new dancing <laughs> competition show okay, on CBS it's kind of sweet though it's with his daughter his 11 year old daughter Ava oh, and apparently yeah. she's like all dancing and into it right that's cool and he's oh, kind of like yeah. doing it to be supportive uh, but it got some headlines and some funny photos of, of him looking you know in his he's doing his best to dress nice, you know. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> he so he says, quote, I just try to keep it one foot in front of the other and just worried about not trying to embarrass her, let alone embarrass myself. I already embarrassed myself. Okay. Uh the twelve family teams are competing for a hundred thousand dollar
2: prize. I mean that's great. You make terrible music, but you're a good dad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a yeah, good guy. Okay. You 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 made up for about some of that terrible music <laughs> man, you, like, you did good you, you did good like a third yeah Fred Durst is probably like man I'm a fucking dickhead move. <laughs> fucking John's start. gotta do this Star. stupid yeah. dancing show Starlight takes the light away from me taking my dad vibes away like
3: fake mustache is slowly coming off
1: <laughs> but that's cool vote for them if you're gonna vote on that show you know? yeah. That's, yeah that's awesome that's cool. awesome uh netflix uh going down the shitter oh i heard about yeah. this. Man, I so heard they about lost two hundred thousand subscribers it's the first subscriber loss in more than a decade yeah for netflix which is a pretty big deal yeah first time that they've actually had people uh unsubscribing right and so they're in a decline well people have they were uh, talking about yeah. all these gains during the pandemic right oh everybody's streaming everybody's watching us because they're in the pandemic right yeah Lost two hundred thousand subscribers in this first quarter of the year, it's their biggest loss in ten years. Yeah. So pretty crazy, right? Yeah. And so now they're saying, what do you guys think about this idea? They're offering they want to offer a lower price version of the service. They're saying around five dollars a month, similar to HBO Max and Disney Plus, and it'll have ads in it. Oh no.
3: No,
2: no. No So you'll still pay five dollars a month and you have to watch ads. So that's a worse deal. Right? yeah i don't i just i'm not big on ads i mean it's it's like for a while you could watch hulu for free if you watched it with ads right and um huh. and as soon as it came out with like the 8.99 subscription at the time where you could watch it without ads i was like oh thank god and i paid that because you know it's it's the i ads could are sacrifice too much, huh? eight bucks yeah to not have to watch stupid ass ads it should be and free again.
1: if they're gonna do this this way it should be free yeah
2: yeah they shouldn't be making people
1: pay for that for uh having to watch ads as well
2: yeah i'm um for netflix i like netflix netflix is is cool it's just i i was watching um the daily show the other day and trevor noah said something like really kind of poignant he was like we have so many other streaming sites to choose from they're no longer like the one the only game in town yeah yeah, so it's it's making your price go up is not a smart move nope when you've got 20 other potential streaming sites yep, you can right. go to. It's just not a smart move. And it's a hard lesson for them to mm-hmm. learn, I'm sure.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, news from around the world. I thought this was just kind of interesting, that dining in most restaurants has increased a 6.9% nationwide. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's the biggest annual increase since 1981. Oh, okay. For the price of restaurant food at restaurants. Fast food restaurants as well, they rose even more by an average of 8%. Higher food and labor prices are blamed. But have you guys noticed anything when you're going out to some of your places, restaurants, or anything you go? Yep. You I sure have. That? Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh <clears throat> but being working in the um you know, working in the industry I work in and having like a kind of an inside scoop on in that it, everything is related right now to the shipping crisis, the global shipping crisis. Yep. Um, even the war in Ukraine uh, is there. There's a lot of goods that come out of Ukraine. And right now in Ukraine, it's their farming season. And there's going to be a lot of goods that come specifically from there that's going to affect. It's going to cause like a, 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 you know, a shortage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like all of that. Plus on top of the shipping crisis, all the stuff that happened with COVID. It's really killing the, the food and beverage industry right now. So like like listeners just fucking expect it like i know there's a lot of people in california who are like why well, the fuck am i paying 459 for a gallon of milk instead of 452 <laughs> but like that's <laughs> that's how it is so yep uh, very sorry true. It's, it's just the way it is yeah if you if you if you want to make the world better i mean do something about it you know or you could just be like us and you could sit here and laugh on a podcast and continue <laughs> and pay eight cents more of it for a gallon very true you
1: know Yep. Uh, all right, so check this out last story of the week. Uh, I want to get your guys opinion on this Are so, we doing
2: the commercial? What commercial?
1: Oh, yeah, we got we got Mero oh, Nubbins commercial. Yeah, That's right. we have a debut of that. So let's yeah. get to that newly recorded. That's right. Uh, so l- we, we do have it ready to go. We have a new commercial for you guys. So let's get to it Here's the debut of our brand new Marrow Nubbins I love Marrow commercial Nubbins. for you guys Here it is so tasty. and now a message from one of our sponsors
2: Hey, Lalo! What's up, fool?
3: What? What's that you claim, homeboy? Huh? Forget it, Dad. You're just not cut up on the 2020s lingo.
2: No, no, I'm hip. Like, uh, Island Boys. Ugh. No, no, like, uh, like Katie Eilish, uh, Limp Biscuit?
3: Ugh, forget it, Square.
0: What's the problem here, children?
2: It's It's Chicken Marrow Marrow, Marrow. Nubbins! (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm hip, hip and do. Did you just break through a load-bearing wall? Now gather round, children. Uh, I- I'm 43.
0: Children, I want to know how cool you want to be. Cool as ice, cool as chicken grease, as chicken marrow nubbins. So cool, that nubbins, so hot right now. And when you snack on my <gasps> sweet, sweet chicken marrow, of greasy spice and everything nice you will be cool so cool like me like the deity who met me at the crossroads so long ago (laughs) what oh nothing listen up children I'm cool cuz I play this here harmonica you buy the slick chicken greasy vitamin A to Z in my bag of chicken marrow nubbins. A healthy snack packed with protein once you get past the bone.
2: Hey, will there. eating those greasy broken sticks of nubbin make me look like a cool dad in front of
0: Lalo? Oh sure, you bet!
2: Well, I don't know... Shut up! We are get in the box! <laughs> Wait, are those Shut sirens?
3: Up. Chicken marrow nubbins is so cool.
0: Damn skippy! Now get yourselves a bag of my nubbins today!
2: Those are sirens! They're getting closer! You know, how do you bust through walls anyway? I mean, looks like PCP strength. Gotta go! (laughs) (laughs) He put another hole in the wall!
3: But he filled the hole in our hearts.
2: Oh Oh, man, chicken marrow nubbins! (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful! I love that. It's so oh. tasty. It's such a tasty treat. It is a tasty Thank treat. You, chicken it's Marrow such a tasty treat. a tasty treat. And Chicken Marrow Nubbins is a really cool icon. He's, 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 he's he got to watch out for your walls cuz he'll break yeah. through them. That's the only bust through them. That's only problem is that he's full of <laughs> his wonderful chicken greasiness and PCP. Oh, PCP. Apparently
1: PCP and he will break through your wall. Uh, but he's a good guy. Love it. All right, last story of the week. What do you guys think of this? Uh, they're saying that this guy ruined the wedding after sneaking in pizza for all of the hungry guests. Now, here's the thing. They went to Reddit talk about this. And people are mixed on it. He says, quote, Now, this is a vegetarian wedding. I'm not vegetarian, and I don't have a problem with eating meat for a meal, especially when it comes to supporting my friend. The only issue I had was when I found out the size of the meals. The entire course consisted of a side salad, a side of corn and a side of broccoli. If this were only for a few hours, that wouldn't be a problem, but because the wedding party has to arrive before everyone else, the whole event was going to be over eight hours, and I knew there was no way that the food served was going to hold me over. Uh, oh, this dude totally has a
2: point. He yeah. goes on to say yeah. that he
1: could tell the bride was stressed out, didn't want to add to her stress, so he decided during the reception dinner that I was going to covertly order a pizza, meet the guy outside, just sneak in out here, and there was grab a few slices from his car. But things got out of hand when other guests realized what he was doing and the wedding party caught wind as well. The man ended up ordering four large pizzas and the bride found out when she spotted the groom (laughs) eating a slice (laughs) near the man's car. He writes of the bride's reaction, quote, to say she blew up was an understatement. She said I embarrassed her, made her feel cheap. I tried to apologize and explain the situation, but she was having none of it. She told me to leave while her mom stared daggers at me. Wow. Many commenters were on the man's side, one noting that the bride is embarrassed that she was being a bad host to the rest of the bridal party. And you actually providing filling food to the party highlighted that. Yeah. What you did may be tacky by some standards, but I don't think it was an a-hole move. No, no. What do you guys think just from looking on the outside there? Do you think he was justified in doing that, or did he, did the bride have
2: a reason to be upset?
3: This man is a hero.
2: Yeah, this I know. Right. I would have one thousand uh, percent done that. Well, I can't go eight hours without eating like a, a decent amount of food. I just I mean, can't mean, that, that
1: meal he's saying
2: is pretty yeah. pathetic. Right. Yeah. He
1: says it was a side salad, a side of corn and a side of broccoli. That's supposed yeah. to be your main course.
3: And how did that make you feel cheap? He just ordered pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: like she didn't spend enough on the food or something like you know, you didn't get enough food, so I'm going to order some more food for you. Oh, yeah. That's your problem, I, lady. I, I know, like right? I'd be, I agree.
2: I would be lightheaded. I mean, think about people that have blood sugar issues. He said like he I had just, to
1: take a certain type of medication.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is – yeah. That, that, that would. that's not happening. You know what, though? If they were doing it, if they were basically saying, you know what? Let's just say it's vegetarian, so we could be a little cheap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um for me, this is the reason why I did not have a big wedding. This is the reason why Dasha and I went and just we got married. Because stuff like this, right? Because shit like this. Yeah, like really the all the wedding stuff that you're paying for, you're paying for everyone else. not really for you. Very true. It's everyone else. I and didn't even get to eat my food. Oh, man. At my own wedding. But your so. wedding was awesome, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it was super but cool. But yeah, I
1: didn't even get to eat my food or get my leftovers. They no. Threw, they threw my leftovers away. Oh, my what? God. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, oh my and God. We called them the next morning, and they threw everything away. It was consider
2: totally- it a metaphor for moving on to your life. With, uh, <laughs> I guess, with your right? Yeah. Very true. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think honestly, like, I, I. So I've been to probably twenty weddings in my life, and I've never experienced anything like this. Yeah. And if I did, I would probably be like furious. I probably leave. Yeah, I'd probably leave. If I couldn't bring food in and, and actually have some sustaining food, I'd probably leave. Uh, if they would have told them in advance, then maybe they could have put like lunch boxes yeah, and in he's their car. Di- and mm-hmm.
1: I, I got to make the point, too, he's part of the wedding party, so he's just yeah. not like a regular guest. Like, it's not like he could just yeah. leave. He had to be there. He was yeah. part of the wedding party. So I'm kind of on his side that he felt like I need to eat some real food. Mm-hmm. I can't just eat this one vegetarian meal for the whole day. Makes
2: sense. You know, makes so. sense. You know what he could have be- done? He could have brought a pot of yogurt he could have brought and a pot threw of yogurt. it in her face. He should just, yeah, and just sprayed it, it. Yeah,
1: sprayed it at her. Like uh, maybe yep.
2: dipped his fingers in it and just like go like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So, pot of just, yogurt. Next time Mike Tyson, you feel like punching somebody on a plane, get a pot of yogurt, get instead. a pot of yogurt instead. Of yogurt instead. Of yogurt.
1: That's right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, guys, that's it for us. Follow us on Instagram,
1: Facebook, Twitter, Al, all at rock news weekly. Check out our photos, all that good stuff. Rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us when we go live every Friday, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Subscribe to us on YouTube, all that good stuff. If you enjoyed our episode on the podcast, if you're listening, please rate us uh, wherever you heard us in the Apple or Google stores. We do appreciate it. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace. All right. Chicken,
0: marrow, nubbins. That's right. That's right. Chicken, marrow,
1: nubbins. All right, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. Go.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Chicken marrow nubbins.